This podcast, brought to you by Anchor, is currently non-profit making and is based on the second edition coursebook on international history from 1870 to 1945 for Cambridge International AS Level History. Hello podcast listeners. In the eighth series of my podcast, which will be running concurrently with the seventh series, I'll be speaking about the League of Nations and international relations in the 1920s. In this episode, I'll be speaking about attempts and the aim of improving international relations in the period of 1924 to 1929. Thanks for fellow students Jacob and Johan for some of the content in this episode. Firstly, we will discuss the role of the USA. During the 1920s, the USA had been able to gain new markets as the necessities of war had encouraged it to increase manufacturing production and efficiency. Additionally, it could also benefit from the repayment of war debts from its former European allies. Despite their isolationist policy, the USA was involved to an extent in the restoration of Europe, specifically Germany. The USA's financial resources helped solve the problem of German reparations. They lent loans to Germany, also known as the Dawes Plan, which led to an improvement in relations between Germany and the USA, but also between France as Germany had began to pay reparations. The Dawes Plan was organised in order to address the problem of German reparations, so a conference was held in London in 1924, organised by the German Chancellor Gustav Stresemann with Charles G. Dawes. During the conference, it was clear that French policy had changed, as they were much more willing to compromise with Germany, which paved the way for future tension-reducing negotiations. In this conference, it was agreed that Germany only was allowed to pay the reparations that it could reasonably afford. The German National Bank, the Reichsbank, was supervised by countries attending the conference, Britain, France, Italy and Belgium. Germany received a large foreign loan from the USA so that it would be in a better position to meet its reparation requirements. In terms of economic recovery and reconstruction, after the First World War, countries left the gold standard. This is where a country's currency has a value that is directly linked to gold, intending to give a currency international credibility. Leaving the gold standard allowed them to print more paper money. The economies of European nations began to recover as governments appointed ministers of reconstruction, which caused economic confidence to restore. As a result, entrepreneurs and businessmen were more willing to invest their capital again. However, by 1925, Britain had returned to the gold standard. France in 1926, Italy 1927, and virtually all the world's nations by 1928. Thirdly, the Locarno Conference was aimed to create better stability in Europe. Germany, France and Belgium respected their joint frontiers. This meant that the borders agreed at the Paris Peace Conference were confirmed and accepted, and no military action was allowed to be taken unless it was defensive. A treaty of mutual guarantee was also created, which meant that Britain and Italy would assist any country that fell victim to any act of aggression that violated the Locarno Treaties. The Locarno Conference was also greatly improving in relations between Germany and France. Germany was even accepted into the League of Nations in 1926. However, France was still very cautious about Germany and was still scared of a German invasion. The German Foreign Minister, Gustav Stresemann, wanted to restore German prestige and privileges as a European nation, so he was willing to accept the losses in the Treaty of Versailles. He accepted the loss of Alsace-Lorraine, Eupen and Malmody, 
This meant that there would be no future occurrences such as the French invasion of the Ruhr. Fourthly, the Kellogg-Briand Pact of 1928. After the disappointment of the USA not being allowed to join the League of Nations, the US Secretary of State, Frank Billings Kellogg, alongside Artistide Pierre-Henri Briand, proposed a means of peacekeeping in Europe through the banning of wars across the world. The continuation and signing of the treaty was to happen in Paris, with 15 nations attending France, the United States, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, India, Belgium, Poland, Czechoslovakia, Germany, Italy, and Japan. The League arranged the Kellogg-Briand Pact of 1928, which had the main aim of outlawing war. As part of it, the use of weapons and arms were prohibited, unless being used as a means of self-defence against attacks, or if it suited the League's covenants and other peace treaties of the League. Also, all disputes were to be handled and settled by the League of Nations. The Kellogg-Briand Pact was largely ineffective, but why? In the end, the pact ended up being completely ineffective due to the numerous loopholes it had, by allowing nations to use arms in a means of self-defence. Essentially, they could claim that their actions were defensive. The League of Nations also failed to establish a means of enforcement for the treaty, which rendered it pointless as nations just ignored it. Importantly, tensions were still extremely high in Europe, as many nations refused to follow through with the treaty. Finally, the Young Plan of 1929. This was written for a number of reasons. The reparations set on Germany were too high, so the Allies decided to reduce the amount the Weimar government had to pay in order to help the German economy grow further. Germany was to have its war debt and reparations owed to the Allies reduced by 17%. It was a continuation to the original Dawes Plan in 1924 by Charles Dawes and Gustav Stresemann. It also helped to extend the due date of Germany, paying back its reparations to the Allies, giving them until 1988 to pay them. The treaty removed international control over German factories and railways. It was a predecessor to what would eventually be discussed in the Lausanne Conference, that would eventually discuss the complete removal of reparations for Germany. Consequently, the Young Plan failed. The Wall Street crash occurred in 1929, which led to a temporary suspension of the Young and Dawes plans. The withdrawal of the loans from the United States caused the German economy to collapse, with many banks being closed down, as well as the amount of unemployed in Germany rising to a peak of around 6.1 million. Despite this, the Young plan had still created a chance for Germany to have its reparations completely removed through the Lausanne Conference in 1932. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening.